0: Hello everyone, welcome back. This is our second Q and A question time on helping others this week. So we're going to get right down to it. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and also any questions that you might have that you want answered, please put in the comments, and we'll get to them as quickly as we can.
1: Okay, the first question that peeled from Instagram was, "What motivates you to work?" as a it says life coach but I'm guessing you probably wouldn't put yourself down as that but somebody who consistently helps other people what motivates you to do that
0: um, I think that there's so many people like myself that don't don't have the answers about what it is that's wrong what it is they need to change what they need to achieve or how or where they're going. So I I just know what it is to feel lost, what it is to feel in a place of no one to go to for the answers that you're looking for or even know what the questions are in the first place. But just know that I need a direction. I need to go somewhere. This is not working for me where I'm at right now. And we're not taught enough about any of this stuff, about how to become the best version of ourselves. So I just think it's a beautiful thing to share... Everything that you learn with with the world as much as you possibly can because it's free as well to help other people, right? You know, it's free and you get reward from from that, not only from the universe, but internally as well. It's just nice to know that you're doing something good. My relationship with that has changed though, because I did get to a point where it was extremely unhealthy. I was messaging every single person back, every single inbox message that I had from anyone asking for help. So it was almost like my entire self-worth was completely hinged on me doing that work. And now I feel in a different space where it's like the videos, the time and the effort that I put into making them, into doing a podcast and um, that's enough that's enough. That's enough to to help people. That's enough to put out. I'm doing, I'm doing enough as far as I'm concerned. And every now and again, I might message somebody if I see a little message come through and it particularly maybe triggers something in me where I feel like, Oh I really feel like I could help them. And I've got a bit of time right now. Just coincidentally at that moment, I'm really free and have lots of energy and what they have said invokes some sort of response from me. I might go, yeah, do you know what, I'm going to give you my time, I'll give you a voice note. But outside of that, I feel like it's important to like have that balance now where I don't get so engrossed in, in helping so many people every day, all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, that actually leads perfectly into question two, was what challenges have you faced while helping other people?
0: Yeah, so that, that the challenge can be, one, that it becomes part of your self-worth is, is so hinged on, on being there and available to these people all the time, feeling responsible for them. And don't get me wrong, I can genuinely mean responsible for someone's life because people can be in such an unhealthy situation mentally and emotionally that when they are leaning on you for this support, this advice, you are literally their only person even though they don't know you, this is totally um, through social media, through a video they've, they've seen, and they'll send you a message. And I, as I said, I was replying to everything. And then they just want more help. They need more engagement. They need more time. You know, and I have had people saying how suicidal they felt. And I'd get messages to say, if you don't reply, I'm going to kill myself. Mm. And it's like...
1: The worst of the worst, that is that-
0: yeah. And obviously I've, that's only ever happened once to be fair. But, and I did reply, but I, that was kind of towards the end of my time of being so invested in it. Cause I was like, this is too much. This is too much. And also, you know, I'm not a mental health professional, so I shouldn't really be giving people mental health advice, which I always did say anyway at the start of every conversation, but it was affecting me to the point. It was like, wow, this is a lot of time, a lot of energy. Mm. Um, and I think also when I was doing a lot of lives as well and I did message somebody else off of, uh, off of a live that I did and this young lad ended up dying. He committed suicide, even though, you know, I did help him. He went into rehab and it was, um, yeah, it was going okay. And then he just kind of fizzled out of communicating with me and, and then I didn't hear anything. And then a year later, his sister was on my live and let me know that he died. Um, from an overdose and he was like 19 that's, uh, by that wow. time and I was like that broke me in half on the live I sort of burst into tears and I was like yeah again like it was just taking a lot yeah. and it's like if it's taken so much to the point where you're not able to give as much to yourself then then it's a problem but there is so many people that need help all the time and I think you just have to kind of find that balance where you know right I'm doing enough you know the videos is enough the the help that I'm putting out there is enough and people engage with it and they like that and that's helping them in one way or another. Take it if you like it. If you don't, don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that's, that's enough. Do you know what I mean? That's enough for me to do now. So I guess that was my own thing that I needed to work through as well, knowing that I didn't need to help other people to feel validated into being a good person. Mm. That was what it was. I felt so low and such a bad person for so many years that when it came to being able to do something good for people and using that suffering to help others as well. It was like, yeah, it really felt great for me to to actually finally have that shift and oh, people really like me for this. People really appreciate me for this. And having that huge contrast was probably a little bit addictive for me, I guess, considering my nature. (laughs) So um, yeah, that would be my answer on helping others.
1: I feel like the the first three questions have literally led into each other perfectly. because <laughs> the third one is, is there a time when you shouldn't help other people, which mm. is a brilliant question.
0: Mm. Yes, there is a time where you shouldn't help other people when you need more help yourself. I think it's difficult to be helping and guiding others when you don't have your own life together. You don't have your own mental health together. You don't have your own, shit together for lack of a better phrase (laughs) because you're the person who needs the help from you I think that's what everybody gets stuck on as well because it does feel so good to help other people it's very rewarding internally externally everything it's it's so good to and it can be like a drug but it can distract you from yourself that's the biggest thing if people are doing it all the time because they can't deal with how they feel about themselves and helping others makes them feel good about themselves and that's the only reason for doing it instead of just wanting to help other people not what it gets gives you in which it does without whether you want it or not it will give you that validation it will give you that dopamine hit of being a good person and feeling that reward of watching somebody's face smile or somebody's life change There's almost nothing really higher as a reward, but if you are not so well yourself and you're doing those things, it's not going to end well. It's not going to. It didn't. Like I said, for me, it didn't. For me, like doing all of that didn't didn't make me feel good towards the end. It just made me feel sad. It made me feel really drained, and also it showed me and exposed me to how much, how much, and how many people are broken and are hurting every single day. And you get to a point where you just feel like, I want to help them all, but I don't know how. There's not a lot I can do. So you feel a bit helpless. Like, And it's just so much. And you feel start to feel a bit sad because you think there's so much pain in the world. There's so much pain going on all the time. So many lost people who haven't got a clue and they all just really need someone. They just need someone's love, someone's time, someone's attention. And so, yeah, when you get to that point where you're like, mm, I feel so sad that I can't help all these people, it's not a good thing. So... Again, I had to just turn that my attention to myself and go, "Yeah, all right, I need to have time for me." So I had an I had a year off when I first did social, first got clean. Sorry, I had a year off social media, no apps, nothing, no account, all on pause. So you can't even see me, ghost for a year, and then I started my social media, and then it blew to like a hundred and something thousand followers in the first, I don't know nine months, and then that was after that year of doing that. I stopped again and I'd stopped posting. I think I did like two or three posts in the, in the following year. So I had like another year off essentially. I'd still had the apps. I just wasn't engaging with it really and didn't really do anything with it every now and again. I'd look at it, but I was just, yeah, I was quite adamant that I needed to help me and that I'd already done enough with all of the work. I'd already paid my debt to the universe that I, I felt I owed as well. Um, so now it's my, like my relationship Is totally different with it. So now I feel I could come back into it. I'm not dependent on it. You know, I've Mm. got it on separate phones as well so that I'm I'm not too engaged with it. I can leave that phone wherever. And I don't even have the apps. I don't have social media on this phone. Mm. You know, that's my social media phone, but that doesn't come everywhere with me. Normally it stays at home. I don't really, I don't normally bring it out. So if you can't have a healthy relationship with helping other people, then you shouldn't really do it. Mm. And also if you are not, if you are not capable of daily giving yourself everything you need, if you are someone who would compromise yourself to help other people or ignore your own needs or ignore the fact that you actually need help, just denying it, you know, blatantly just thinking, well, look, if I'm doing all this good, that makes me look good and everybody else will see that I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. You still shouldn't be doing it. It's not good because one, the advice you'll be given is going to be wrong and two, you're, en- you're going to end up fucked you're going to end up in a, a really difficult situation if you're... But bear in mind, I was never. I was always consistent in everything that I did for myself whilst helping other people anyway. So I never really gave up on me. I was always investing in me. But obviously, since I've stopped doing it so aggressively in terms of communicating with everyone, I've allowed myself to have more time for me mm-hmm. again. So my investment into me has gone up, gone up loads. So now I've got like a much bigger piece of my daily pie that has to go to me... And now I can give what's spare to helping others, which I think to, before the balance was way off. Mm. The balance was way more towards helping other people. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like that's an important thing to, to have down if you're going to consider helping people.
1: Mm. Yeah. So it's fair to say that if um, the time that you shouldn't help other people is if you're not in the right position yourself and also if you haven't really invested in yourself.
0: Mm. In, in the-
1: Time. if driving. you
0: haven't got a yeah if you haven't got a recognized routine within yourself to help you um and that that includes your mental health your emotional health your spiritual health like as long as you're investing on in all those things daily then i feel like you can invest as much time as you want helping other people but if it starts creeping into eating into those things that so you start sacrificing yourself for others i i, I personally don't think that's a good thing
1: Here's a good question. What changes have you seen in people that you've been helping or whilst you've been working with them, Uh, whether that's, I guess, on a one-to-one basis? And also, I think that's a good good way to rephrase that question would be both ends of the spectrum. How have I changed? No, sorry. No, in them, what positive changes have you seen in them after working with them? and what negative changes, if any. Is there any people that stand out, not names, obviously, but mm. any people that stand out that you can think, I saw these positive changes in this person from... Oh,
0: one of family? my, one of the lads that I helped is a very close friend of mine now. He's, oh, he's done amazing. I even look at him and think, you did things better than what I, I have done, and I wish I did them more the way you did it. Like he's, yeah, he's a little bit younger than me. He's just... Yeah, he's just turned from this really quiet, kinda lost boy to a healthy, strong, confident, capable, successful man. And he's smashing life in every single way. Like yeah, there's a few there's a few that I, I've worked with that have changed their life to that degree. But one particularly you know, stands out on here, he's a close friend of mine, yeah. He's he's really changed so much. Just just matured. Just matured so much. And he was a great person to work with. Though people who listen generally are great, and people who will tr- make an effort to try anything that you suggest are brilliant mm. to work with. So but
1: people are, people are open.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's like willingness as well. It's like right. Um, even if he didn't necessarily believe in what I said, he would just go and try it anyway that's the mentality you need, isn't it? Like, if you've got that mentality. So to work with people like that, that's beautiful. Like, that's just a harmonised relationship, friendship that can grow and mature into something beautiful. Um, and then you've got the other end of the spectrum where you've had people that just don't listen. Mm. Um, or you get people that start listening and then they start thinking that they they know it all mm. so because they, they're doing well. You know, I've had people that I've worked with them and like they got like a year under their belt and then they were like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, mm, you should probably do this though. Nah, don't need to do that. I, nah, I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm like, mate, if you do that. And I, I even said to my friends, that person's not going to, that's not going to go well. And then within six months they'd relapse. Mm. So, it's, so I have this innate gift from seeing the future with people sometimes and it's frustrating because mm. I tend to be, I tend to be right a lot of the time. I'm wrong sometimes as well. But it is frustrating. It's almost like a gift and a curse at the same time because you can see people going to do something that is most likely not going to end well for them and you have to just let them do it. So it's, it's fine if the people listen, but when you know the person's not going to listen, you just have to let them go mm-hmm. and let them do whatever they're going to do. And if you care and love, about that, love that person, care about and love that person, then it's very difficult to let them just go and do what they're going to do and know that it's potentially going to cause them or someone else harm which I obviously I did a post on that today actually it's um or it might have been yesterday actually but yeah it's um hard to watch sometimes Mm. very hard to watch
1: that was uh that was an extra part of the question that I put on there because I just wondered obviously not mentioning any names but if you had specifics of somebody who had gone the other way like the negative Mm. side of it uh, any Anything that's happened, like the most negative thing you can ha- think of that you've helped somebody and they just haven't listened and it's fallen apart.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, there's, yeah, I have more than once. It's, it happens a lot, it happens all the time. To be fair, I'd say people are, are more likely to not listen and do whatever they want to do than they are to listen like that first guy that I mentioned he was the rarest one out of everyone I know he has listened the most and done the most that I've suggested to him but he's not only just like did everything that I've said he's he's tried things I have said and they didn't necessarily work for him and he went and found his own version of doing that um, which worked better for him but because he tried that in the first place it led him on to something else so it's not a case of, oh, well, he just did everything that I said and that's why his life's great. Not at all. He he listened and he tried, made decisions, and he was willing to at least explore everything that I'd suggested to him and then found a healthy way for him to incorporate something of that nature in his life that has led him to where he is now. And that's because he was willing to do the work. He was willing to, to do things that his brain told him that that wouldn't work even, you know, when someone always has like a negative view on something that they think is going to be hard. So they're like, oh no, that's not going to work. So they like subconsciously, they're just like, oh, I can't do that. Mm. Whereas this lad, even though his brain told him he couldn't do something or he didn't want to do something, he'd just do it anyway. Mm. (laughs) He'd just go and try and see and fail or he'd do it or it'd go well. But like, yeah, to see how his relationships develop with, with his parents as well. Like, it was just unreal. Like he was and he was always willing to come and talk to me as well and be honest and be really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had these have l- lads in tears about, you know, just difficult emotional scenarios mm-hmm. they've been found themselves in with family members and relationships. Um, but when they're willing to do that, you can really help them. So yeah, it's it's nice when things go well. It's is not nice when things don't go well, but that's just life, isn't it? Mm.
1: And again, uh leading leading into the next question perfectly. How do you deal with difficult people or difficult situations? But in the in the regards of helping other people, still stand in the realm of helping other people, certain situations or difficult people, maybe not listening to you, maybe Saying they're listening to you or doing things, but they're doing the opposite in real
0: life. How do you deal with the difficulty of that? Oh, I'd like to. I'd love it if I could say I deal with it really well, but I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, it depends. It depends how much I care about the person. If I really care about them, I don't deal with it so well. Because I probably put too much effort into getting them to do the right thing when they they just need to go and make the mistake or even if it's not a mistake, it might not be a mistake. My opinion is it might be a mistake and they might go and do it and it turn out all right. I mean, so far, the majority of the time, the things that I've predicted have come out to be mistakes, but there's certainly things that I have got wrong. Um, So, yeah, I think if I don't care so much about the person in terms of like, I have personal feelings towards them. Obviously I always care about anybody that I'm trying to help, but to a point of if I'm personally invested, if I don't have that, then it's easier to detach from it. It's easier if they're not going to listen. Okay, fine. You ain't, if you want to go do that, cool, go do that. Um, good luck. I hope that works out well for you. And I think internally I might, be probably frustrated, but externally, I won't say anything. It doesn't really frustrate me if I don't care. But when I do care, yeah, that's that's when it's more challenging. And I don't know why that is. It's been a big problem for me, to be fair. I can't, it's like I can't let it go. I can't let it go. And then I also, I can become these are some of the biggest things I'm working on in my life right now. So there's always something, there's always a goal that I'm trying to achieve, you know, whether it be beating drugs or letting go of my traumas, letting go of behaviours, whatever it is right now, the biggest focus for me is, is how I, how I react to people disagreeing with me when I feel I'm right. Mm-hmm. When I kind of know, when I, when I think I know I'm right, mm-hmm. Um, the ability to just let go. Mm-hmm. That is something that I'm developing right now and I'm getting better, better at it, but, yeah, that is one of the things that I wish I, I could do better is, is just to let somebody go and do whatever they're going to do and not try and fight so much, even if I do care about them. To give them an honest opinion, which I'll always do, but then let it go. I've said one bit and let it go. Mm-hmm. And I wish you well and I hope it goes okay for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas before my struggle has been with being... If you don't if you're gonna if you're not gonna understand what it is I'm saying to you if you're not gonna see if you why can't you see what I'm saying why can't you like try, especially when I know I've been in their situation before and they've not been in the situation before and they're trying to tell me mm. about that situation as if they've done it a million times and they've had the results and I'm like I have done it a million times and I have had the results and it always worked out like this mm. and they're trying to say nah that's only because that's you that's your situation I'm like yeah, that's true, and it might be different for you. But what my opinion is is that the chances are you're doing it, everything exactly the same as what I was doing it. So there's a very good chance it's not going to work out for you either. And they're like, no. And that was that when that when we, when I get in that conflict, it's about being able to just go, okay.
1: I remember. I remember you saying before on one in the podcast that you there was times when something similar to that happened. And you were like, even like the day after you're in the shower and you're still getting frustrated about it, like still, it'd still be like occupying your mind, which I guess to an extent, I mean,
0: I'd even do that. Yeah, my brain. Everyone does it to an extent.
1: It's hard to let go of something in in a frustrating way sometimes.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm getting way better at it now, especially the last couple of weeks. But I think the important thing that I learned about all those scenarios is, is the people that I was getting frustrated with. One, I really loved them. I really care about them a lot. So that was why it was probably more important that I wanted them to see what I was trying to say to protect them from getting themselves and others hurt uh, in doing what they do. And most of the stuff that I had said has materialised exactly as I said, and they have got hurt and people have got hurt. that's the frustrating thing. But I had to accept, one, that they need to go and do that. Two, that I could be wrong. Um, and three, I had to recognise something in myself that I was too attached to their life, Um, too involved in their life. The reason it was frustrating me so much is because I was listening and hearing these problems every day from certain people, and I love them, so I was willing to be there and and try and listen and help and support, but what happened was I grew tired of hearing the same things over and over again, Mm. so my patience was thinner Therefore, the way I delivered things was worse. It wasn't from a caring place. It wasn't from a kind place. It was from a place of frustration, a a place of almost disappointment. And that is not helpful to those people that I loved. Um, So the decision to then actually step back from certain friendships in order to protect them from me, really. And I feel like those relationships are actually better now because of that. You know, I spoke with one of them particularly yesterday and I was just really lovely to speak to them and actually see where they're at and how they're coping with things because I'm not hearing about it every day Mm -hmm. you know I'm just hearing about it every now and again and then it's not it's not overwhelming you're not attaching
1: to it no I'm not
0: attached to it either and I can just be proud of them and support them and do whatever I need to do to be a friend to them in that space and in that environment which was just what I felt that was better for us anyway. So where we needed to go was that place. So, and I couldn't do that because I was too close to to helping this person mm. every single day, hearing every single thing about every single problem. And I could see so many patterns of behaviour. I remember repeats repeating of the same mistakes or the same behaviours, getting him into the same problems over and over and over again. Um, and it was like... Yeah, that was what made it difficult for me to deliver things the way I wanted to. So there's that, I guess it's a really good point about helping people, you know, is that if you're too close and you're too involved, your help isn't necessarily always going to be received well and delivered well because you will get frustrated with people because people are human beings and we're we're by nature really fucking annoying, (laughs) especially when... You know, we're we're, we're working on ourselves and we're trying to undo years and years of behaviours that take a long time to undo. Um, Yeah, you're going to have to be really patient if you want to be that much involved in somebody's life and and that much involved in helping them. And I just realised, actually, I don't need to be so involved in these people's lives because it doesn't help them as much. And I can help them better from a distance and from being less involved because then when they have got me, they've got more energy from me. They've got more patience from me They've got, you know, a better delivery, a better way of communicating, more understanding, more calm, you know, and more appreciation for what they're doing, mm-hmm. as opposed to frustration and disappointment, mm-hmm. yeah. which is perhaps how they they might have felt that I eventually got with them, which was never the intention, but it's just how I eventually started to get. My emotion got the better of me in that situation, so yeah, I think that's a good thing to try and exercise as well. Is if you feel too involved, to step back. Mm. You know, to step back and let them let them go and do their own thing and
1: I would say, um, from that it definitely sounds like there'd be a different dynamic between you being an outsider and looking in, giving your advi- honest advice to something, mm. as opposed to like being there with your friend. Mm. And then like you say, there's other emotions that are involved in that delivery and the reception of that delivery. Yep. Um, they're two two different dynamics altogether. Yeah,
0: for sure. Exactly that. Mm.
1: Next question.
0: Go for it. Or was you not done with that one? Nope, all done with that.
1: What advice would you give to someone? Oh, I feel like this question was made for me to you. What (laughs) advice would you give to someone who is struggling with making significant changes in their life? And my one that's specific, which I'm going to say, is that I write down every Monday morning, I'm going to go to the gym, (laughs) <laughs> and I go every Monday and every Tuesday. And by Wednesday, I'm on the road filming somewhere. Thursday, Friday, I'm so busy. I eat McDonald's and don't go to the gym. And before I know it, I'm like, mm. it's the weekend. And I might I might as well just eat a load of shit and then go back to the gym <laughs> for two days on Monday. So I definitely do struggle with making those significant changes in my life because I don't want to be overweight.
0: Yeah, with that, I think it's, it's routine, isn't it? It's about being routined. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm... Um, when it comes to going to the gym, like I've been I've been routine with the gym. Um, it's about having enough hours in a day, though, as well, isn't it? Mm. And Which the I only way definitely to, feel like I don't have
1: at the minute. But...
0: And the only way to increase that is get up earlier, go to bed earlier. But then you're going to carve out time with the missus in the evening if you want to go to bed earlier. So yeah. there's always going to be compromise from somewhere. But if you can operate on, like, six hours sleep, then that always helps you. But I would say getting, yeah, for the gym stuff, it's always going to be getting up earlier for me, I think. and being routine like sleep routine is so good like if you have the same bedtime and wake up time Mm. like you'll see Like I don't even set an alarm now I just get up my brain just gets up every day at 6.27 I'm awake specific yeah yeah yeah. my alarm goes off at 6.30 I
1: I sort of I sort of hijacked that question really because I made it about the gym yeah yeah Uh, yeah, the question the question is really just in general what advice would you give to someone who's struggling with making significant changes in their life in general. So I guess that could be any aspect where really. it could be with their savings, could be whatever it is, but just in general, someone that's, that's uh, struggling to make changes.
0: Mm, it's about asking, I think I'd say it's about asking questions as to why, why are you, why are you struggling to make changes? What are, what are the problems? What is it that you, what is it you're trying to achieve that you're not achieving? And then how do you apply yourself to achieve those things on a daily basis? But, yeah it's it's a, such a broad question you can't answer specifically unless they tell you what it is they're trying to achieve I guess but to be to achieve anything anything is it for me like i said routine is the one thing that's going to help you achieve stuff so it, but then you go you could say what if i'm struggling to get routined yeah.
1: <laughs> i guess um i guess if I could have my little two cents input, I'd say the one thing that did help me in most areas of my life is habits, daily habits, writing down habit tracker and simple ones and just ticking them off.
0: So there's there's one thing that like, if you're struggling to invoke big changes in your life or you're like, it might look, you might create say a picture of what it is that you want to achieve. And on on that, within that picture or that say a list of things that you want for yourself or to be able to do, that in itself is massive. You know, the end goal is massive of what you want to achieve. But the actual getting there is not as hard as what as what that end result looks like because you can actually break it down. I would always say break it down. So, you know, my routine at the moment com- is consists of five things every day that I do. And then it also consists of, you know, doing therapy every week as well and some form of physical exercise, which I'm a little bit shit at, to be honest. (laughs) But I will always try and get out at least once or twice a week, and if I can play squash and stuff like that. But to get to a point where I am doing the five core things every day and the therapy every week, I didn't just go, right, I'm doing that. It was like, right. it's taken me four years to get to this point. Mm. And I've implemented loads of different things throughout that time. And each time, I just added one thing.
1: Just one thing. So you, you went through the, the, um, the age old thing of doing something for whatever it is, seven or 21 days, whatever it was, yeah, until yeah. it becomes it's, a habit. And then it's, you've brought them in individually instead of going all it's, in it's, on. It doesn't,
0: doesn't necessarily need to become a habit because you might try something that doesn't actually work for you. You might hear about something that you want to implement and go, oh, I want to do that. You try and implement it and it doesn't work. It doesn't, 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 you don't get the feel for it you know, in the same way, um, that maybe others would. Um, I do think there are certain things even if you don't get a feel for it you should just be consistent and they will work for you anyway but I would say it's very simple just break it down to one thing right okay what do I need to do tomorrow if I need to start going to the gym say that I need to buy myself an hour let's break it so getting up an extra hour early every day immediately is quite hard I'm going to go 15 minutes earlier tomorrow and then the day after that I'm going to do 30 minutes and then the day after that I'm going to do 45 and then the day after that I'm going to get to an hour then I've done, right, it's taken me four days, but I've bought myself that hour now. Mm-hmm. You can even do that by a week. Okay, this week, I'm just going to get up at quarter to six or quarter to seven. Next week, I'm going to get up at half past six. Following week, I'm going to get up. You can always like give yourself time to get to these places. I think everybody struggles with the mounting of a task. Yeah. Like when you think about, oh, I want to go to the gym every, every day. Okay, mm-hmm. that's hard to get to a point where you're in consistent routine. So like, right, okay, this week I'm going to go once. Next week I'm gonna go twice, following week I'm gonna do three, and then the following yeah, I'm gonna do I four. Think that's a great answer, actually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. break it down. The end goal is fucking hard. Going to the same i going to the gym every day. Cause you're always gonna let yourself down. Yeah. Cause it's hard to just fucking die. you cause especially when you've already got there, you've already achieved it once. Mm. You almost feel like I know I could do that. Yeah. But if you probably go back to your original time, maybe one you was a lot younger. <laughs> so mm. to be going straight back into doing that much to exercise five, you'd be fucked mm. after your first week. Right? okay, so I can just break it down. I'm just going to do one. I'm going to yep. do two the following week. I'm going to do three the following and then four and five. Same with what's anything. Your, what's your
1: saying? I only have to go to the gym once next
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Perfect. anything. That's how you talk to yourself. <laughs> but yeah, I think, and with me, like, um you know i did different things i did i've I've done like running i picked up running for ages i said to you i love i'd keep keep doing that as well i always loved running Mm. Uh, but it is about being motivated to get up and bearing in mind i have so many things that i already do for myself to add another in. it's like well god i have to get up even earlier so Mm. there is there is the end goal that's the difficult part but if you can break it down it's like okay what's the next step Okay, that's the jump you're talking about. Like we're talking about, say life as an analogy, it's like a fucking long jump. Mm. There's fucking 20 steps before you have to do yeah, the jump. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You haven't got to think about the 20 steps and the jump. You just got to think about the step, the next one. Mm. You know, okay, I'm going to think about the next step and the next step is why well, I'm going to go to the gym once for half an hour. Can I do that? Yeah, that's probably not a lot to ask. Mm. Can I squeeze that in? Yeah. That's not too hard. When you break it down, it's really not a lot, you mm. know. And then it builds over time. It's the same with anything. Anything you're looking to do to grow, to change, to become the better version of you. Everybody wants the result, they, they, and and to get the result, it's a mountain. It's like now, nah, but I'm I'm at the bottom of the mountain, and I've, all I got to do right now is all I got to do is pick up my backpack and put it on. Mm. I've got to start walking.
1: Yeah, just take a couple steps.
0: Can I do that? Yeah, can do that. Do you know what I mean, so that's that's the advice I'd give to anybody is whatever it is you want to achieve, don't look at the end of it or how that and as that as the goal. Look at the first step of it as the goal. Mm-hmm.
1: And going back to um going back to helping other people, do you think that it's important for us as humans to help other people?
0: Absolutely, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I think everywhere would everything and everyone would be better. If everybody was willing to help one another more freely, you know, without, without wanting some reward, just, just for the act of kindness alone. Yeah. I think if we really applied ourselves in, into that as an endeavor as from society, groundbreakingly changing, that would mm. be. Can
1: you imagine if we lived in that world, how insane that would be? It'd be, ima- it'd be amazing. That would be
0: insane, wouldn't it? That'd it'd be, amazing be so cool. If everybody had the daily agenda of helping at least one person. Yeah. Or can you imagine,
1: just, as, just for a minute, imagine if we lived in a world where everyone was just lovely. <laughs> How weird that would be. be strange, like, you walk outside and you're like, morning, and they're like, morning. morning, and they're like, do you want me to come over? Show. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you go to Frost's, which is up the road. and Well, I mean, everyone is lovely in Frost's because be I went there the are. other day. But. but you know what I mean? And then, and you go places, and they like, you'd go to pull into a car park, and someone's like, oh, do, you want, do you want to, I'll pull out, mate. You can have my spot if yeah. you do. you know what I
0: mean? It was. How mad it would be if everyone was lovely. For a day, it would be amazing. It like so much more would be achieved. I've got an idea for a film now. (laughs) It would be an absolute game changer. If if we all woke up every day and set a goal of saying, "I'm going to help one person today," even if it's a small thing, if everybody had that as a goal, I think everybody's lives would be a little bit better. And it's not it's not even hard to achieve that. Mm. Just to say, I'm going to help. I'm going to help some someone today for free, mm. and I don't want anything back. And I'm not even going to tell anyone either. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Oh, game changer.
1: Yeah, there's um. So I was telling you before one of my favorite books, The Power of Now, by Eckhart Tolle. He's got a second book called A New Earth, and it's basically so. If you imagine the first one, cut a long story short, is about the power of presence and being being present in the present moment. Mm. The second book, A New Earth he's talking about what it would be like if the entire planet embraced that and done that Mm. at the same time Mm. what the general consciousness of the world would transform
0: into it's a brilliant book that reminded me of it yeah no i think yeah if we could all apply ourselves into doing that really helping one another it would be awesome it would be awesome everybody would just be like there'd be so much less fear Mm. do you know what i mean because you wouldn't the assumption is that most people are fucking dangerous. <laughs> mm. So everybody walks around like with a little bit of scepticism and fear in their mind about a stranger. Whereas if everybody helps everyone all the time, eventually people would just be like, hi, hi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you do this for me? Oh yeah. I'll do that for you. Yeah, you'd want to do this. It's just, it'd be a totally different world, wouldn't it? It'd be so mm. cool.
1: Walking, walking for a park in South London with five youths with their hoods up. <laughs> You've got, all right, lads. Yeah.
0: How's yeah, it going? Yeah, we're all right actually. You had a good yeah. day today? Yeah, what are you up to? You want to sing a song? <laughs> one of them pulls out a guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a knife, it's a guitar. <laughs> brilliant.
1: Um, you mentioned something a minute ago about um, human beings that we should help each other out. Uh, one of the questions was actually, what is your view on people who want to help others or seemingly want to help others, but only from a monetized position, which I think is a brilliant question because we live in a world of gurus air quotations there on the gurus Uh, but we do live in a world of those where you pay 49.99 for a course and then you have to buy into other stuff to Mm. get their help
0: my hope is that the most that most of those people who are really successful um like tony robbins for example Mm. i guarantee that he as a person has helped a lot of people for free yeah Definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Tony mm. Robbins. I wouldn't really toss um, him in that bracket, actually. I
0: would like to. I would like to think that there's a lot of that these people have become successful because they did a lot of free stuff for a long time. I hope. I would. I would hope that that's why they've been rewarded with the success that they have, and why people listen, you know, because they've they've been doing a lot of stuff for free, and then eventually, they still need to live in this world, so it's okay. I, I think it's different if they, if they have always just been monetizing it, you know, it's what they got, the agenda's always been, I just want to earn money. I just want to earn money. I mean, I don't know much about Tony Robbins as, as his career, how it has developed and changed, or what he started at and what he did at the first um, port of call for his life. But I guarantee he hasn't always done what he's done. So he's have to he's had to have worked really fucking hard to understand himself and human beings in the way that he does to yeah. help them and, he should be rewarded with a life for that as well. And Mm. I think everybody should as well. Um, So yeah, I don't see a problem with people monetizing, helping others. It's necessary sometimes for us to, to um, see something as valuable. It has to have a price. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes if things are free, people don't value them as much. Mm. I had that when I was, so I started this online, um, Like recovery course, basically you got a one-on-one with me every week. um, And, you know, you could text me whenever you wanted, if you wanted a bit of advice throughout the week. And people were paying for it and it was going well. It was really challenging to be fair. It took a lot of time, a lot of energy. But I eventually started to feel like it was a bit unfair to charge for it. So I decided to do it for free. And when I changed it to do it for free, the people stopped coming yeah people stopped coming uh they didn't want to do it anymore because it was free I said, yeah look I'll keep doing it said, you just don't have to pay for it anymore and then they stopped coming <laughs> so how strange is that so that's
1: almost like the uh the thing of people um yeah like you say putting value on it putting a monetary value on it like if they if they have to pay for it they're a bit more committed to it as well I
0: yeah guess. there is that too it might have been because it was free they didn't they didn't think that, that it was good to go. yeah yeah but was, I say it's exactly the same thing you just don't have to pay for it and then they stop coming. Wow. Yeah. So I don't. Oh, I don't necessarily. Yeah. Think I it's think a with,
1: with that as well, in terms of uh, talking about people that monetize it, you're you're absolutely right. Like I personally love Tony Robbins. One of the best books I've ever read in my life. Awaken the Giant Within. Genuinely changed a lot of things in my life for me. Um, I think I'm probably more specifically leaning into this whole. There's a there's a whole world of uh, toxic self help out that's out there in the world. And there's a lot of uh when I again air quotations, uh fake gurus online, there's a couple of people. Actually I will mention their names because they're never going to watch this probably, but Grant Cardone and who I've filmed before and um Dan Locke. I can't remember mm. the other guy's name. Samuel Leeds maybe. And they basically they sell courses but the stuff that's in the courses is just stuff that they've found online. It's just just general general stuff that's in the world. I mean, I, I from from research, there's a guy called Jim Rohn and he was like basically like the godfather of uh, self-development and self-help and that's who taught Tony Robbins, everything that he, he kind oh, of wow. went on to know and, and understand. Yeah, But a lot of the stuff that's in all the original works of Jim Rohn has just been regurgitated in different forms over the years and that's essentially some people have just continued to teach that. People like Jordan Peterson. He's brilliant mm. at teaching that kind of stuff. And mm. Psychology of humans. Whereas He's there's brilliant. Some... That
0: man is just unbelievable. Yeah. His intelligence level him. is incredible. Like what he is teaching, men especially, is so needed. It's so good. And he's so clever. Like nobody can beat that guy. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So if anybody hasn't listened to him, definitely do. Because, yeah, I took I've taken a lot from that man. And the way he brings it all together, like he's... Brings together science, religion, and society, politics, everything. He can bring it all together in a way that's understandable and relatable. Yeah, really good guy. Really, really good guy. Mm. But again, with him, you know, he's he's probably making more money now than he's ever made before. Yeah. Um. And he deserves it. Why not? So, yeah, I don't see a problem with monetizing things.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a question here, what's the hardest thing about helping other people? But I'm not sure if you've maybe covered that already with the mm. difficulties of... of
0: The hardest thing about helping other people, yeah. It's... Yeah, hard, I think the hardest thing is, is watching them fail. Mm. Watching people fail is miserable. That's the hardest thing. When you know, especially when you know they're more than capable of doing it. They can do it. And it's, so I'll give you an example. Like sometimes there's a certain friend of mine. I know exactly what it is that that person needs to focus on. And it's really sad because if they focus on it, it's going to hurt a lot and it will, but if they do focus on it, it will change everything in their life for to get exactly what they want. It will make their lives so much better and it really is a self worth issue and it's like right you need to look at that, mm-hmm. and all these other things that you focus on they'll come and they have the intellect they have the ability they have the strength the resilience to do it. I know that with all my heart, but they won't their body their brain will not let them do it at the minute it's in um and knowing that the, you know. If they did that, their life would be amazing. You know, all the dreams and ambitions they have would all come together as a result of doing that work. Mm. And it's so painful to the point where you just have to kind of step back and let them do it. And, you know, let them hope and just hope that they get there. Hope that they get there on their own, that they find their path to that to the to that door. The door the answers are behind that door. And they basically look at all the other doors because that door's too scary. That door is going to be painful. But that's the one door they don't open all the time. They open all these other doors that they've tried a million times and they have been successful at the things behind those doors, but they haven't fixed what needs to be fixed, which is behind this door. It's like, just knock on that door. Mm. Open it. Stop please. avoiding the door. Don't avoid that door. If you look in there, it's like Pandora's box though, because once you open it, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it is scary and you know there's a lot in there. But then suddenly everything just comes together. It's like, well, I need to look in the right place if I keep looking here. And when you see people looking, basically it's like a pattern of behaviour that they've always had. Then they just keep repeating it over and over. And it's like, look, fucking go and do this. I promise it'll work. And they're oh. like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then they can't, they just can't do it right now. And that's the saddest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. And look, they. And also when you expect you're trying, sometimes you explain to them, they're like, nah, that's not what I need to do. And it's like, it really is. Mm. (laughs) I wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't be this adamant and I wouldn't, you know, I I love you. So I wouldn't be saying this to you if I didn't know that this was the right thing for you to do. Mm. So yeah, that's probably the hardest thing I'd say about helping others. Mm.
1: If you were helping somebody in a certain situation in their life, is there ever a point in that situation where you should stop?
0: Yeah, always, 100%. Um, It's harder. it depends on the person. Like I'll use family as an example. You know, I've spent so much time and energy trying to help one particular family member. And it just drained me so much and it was so sad and the person just carried on hurting themselves and every time went back to basically undone all the work that you did. Everything that you did was thrown back in your face. And it's not because they didn't care. They were just really unwell. And I think eventually what happens is you start to resent the person and you start to be really just blunt and short and then you're not helping them at all. So then it's like, that's when you stop. And also when helping them is enabling them. So, for example, if an addict is being – if you're helping an addict and is they always say, oh, like people say, oh, you should never give up on them. You know, it's your mum or your son or whatever. There is a point where helping them is, isn't good for them anymore because – you're basically saying to them, no matter what you do, no matter how much you hurt me, no matter how much you lie, cheat, steal, rob, whatever it is you're doing, because that's generally what addicts do. And this can go for any situation in anyone's relationship with someone. It doesn't have to be about addiction. But it is. it gets to a point where it's like, if you're still there, you're just teaching them that no matter what they do, you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and also, there's no consequences to their actions. Mm-hmm. So they can do anything and you're still going to love them and support them. It's like that. That's not helping them. That's teaching them that they can carry on and they know they can carry on doing exactly what they've been doing for however many years now. And you're still going to be there on the end of the fine when they need you. Mm -hmm. That's not helping them. That's enabling them. Mm. That's the point where you say, I'm sorry, I have to love you and do that from a distance. I'm not helping you anymore. I'm not Mm. doing anything for you anymore until you want to do something for yourself. That's different to what you've been doing Mm. until then. I don't need to speak to you. Mm. I'm not your. I'm not your agony aunt anymore. You know, I'm not here to just listen to your insanity or the shit that you're doing. I don't want to know. You know, you come back to me when you're ready to change and do something and show me that you're doing it, and then I'll help you. Mm. Till then, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, I always think that's important. Mm. So that's that's
1: effectively like saying. Um, I know that rock bottom is going to be a better place for you to start from. So I'm taking myself out of the equation. So you experience that and build from there.
0: By enabling them, you're preventing them from reaching b- rock bottom. Yeah. So you're acting as I like a, that. almost like a barrier between them and where they need to get to in order to p- feel pain. It's like you sometimes you have to allow people to suffer mm. because if they don't, they're never going to learn the lesson they needed to learn to get to the place where you want them to go. Mm. So you have to kinda of let them go. And in doing so, also the pain of losing you might be enough. Do you know what I mean? The pain of losing, oh my God, what? I never thought they'd leave. Mm. I never thought they'd go. And suddenly they're gone. Ouch. That fucking hurts. And if it wasn't enough, the you not being there, they weren't gonna change anyway. So you were just wasting your fucking time. Mm. Do you know what I mean, all that energy you were putting in, mm. if you were completely stepping back, abandoning them and, until they want to help themselves, and if they still then don't, they weren't going to change for anything that you mm. did while you were there, were they? If mm-hmm. the pain of losing you isn't enough for them to change, then they weren't going to change anyway. And it means that their rock bottom is much further down than you anticipated, mm. and they're going to have to find that themselves. But sadly, that's a journey they've got to do alone. And that is all we've got time for on helping others. So thanks for tuning in and don't forget to like and subscribe. Click the button below. Um, Yeah, thanks for watching.